0: Welcome into the investing in real estate show. I'm Clayton Morris, longtime real estate investor and founder of the turnkey and full service rental real estate company Morris Invest. And on this channel, we aim to help you become a more intelligent real estate investor, whether it's through taxes or acquiring performing assets or just understanding the market in general. That is what this show is all about. From beginners to advanced, you're all welcome here on the Investing in Real Estate Show. This is our Q&A episode day where we take your questions and we attempt to answer them here. You can leave us a voicemail message by going to morrisinvest.com and click on the little microphone icon on the right-hand side of the screen and you can leave us a voicemail message. Try to keep it to 30 seconds or less. Any question you have, you know, it could be real estate, taxes, investing mindset, all of the above, uh, we welcome you to ask that question and we will answer it. Okay, so we've got three questions today on the show. Our first one, our first one, man, we can only a few more days until Christmas. Can you believe it? We're only like five more days. All right, Frank, in the Christmas spirit. Let's see, let's see if Frank has a Christmas-related question or just a general real estate-related question. Frank, take it away.
1: Hey, Clint, Um, how you doing? Uh, quick question. Uh, which one would you prefer? Uh, cash out on uh to refinance, like to use the equity from a single family house that's paid off already. I want to use the equity. I just want to know if uh, would you choose home uh a HELOC or a cash out refinance? I already did a cash out last time and it was pretty nice receiving all that you know cash on you know and on a check. But um in this case, I've been getting a lot of lenders trying to reject because my the house that I'm trying to do refinance on, it's about maybe worth like sixty thousand. Has tenants and produces pretty good cash flow, but you know, it's it's uh a lot of lenders have turned me down. I don't know what's their problem going against a house that small. How what am I supposed to do with it? You know, I wanna use the equity and I don't want to sell it. So if any advice that would help man, you know?
0: Hey, thanks, Frank. Thanks for the question. And so it seems like you already have some experience with the cash-out refinance. Now, for those of you that are new to this game, there are really two different products that Frank is, has an option to utilize here. One, of course, is the cash-out refinance, which is the bank will give him a check in the amount of, he used the example of 60000 So they will cut him a check for the equity in the house um, and for a certain amount. Typically, it's 80% of the equity in the property. So they're not going to give you 100%. Um, So let's just say for round numbers, let's say it was $100,000. The house was worth $100,000 and he has $100,000 in equity in the house. It's paid off. They'll give him usually around 80,000, you know, 80% loan to value. Uh, And you'll cut you a check. You get the one lump sum check on that day. And that's when the clock starts ticking. So that's when the clock and the interest and it's you know the, the all of that starts ticking on that day. A home equity line of credit, you start with zero dollars. They extend a line of credit to you on that eighty thousand, and you can use it whenever you want. Typically, that home equity line of credit lasts ten years. You usually get a debit card that you can even use almost like a credit card if you want. Uh, you sometimes I don't know if people still use checks, but traditionally they'll give you a book of checks in the United States. The rest of the world doesn't use checks at all. So the United States still clinging to the old system. Uh, and you'll get a book of checks that you could write a check for 100 bucks at Home Depot. And now instead of having a zero balance, you'll have 100 bucks balance. And then you know, you go to Starbucks and you use your debit card from your home equity line of credit. And now you've got four, you know, $104 in balance on your home equity line of credit. I wouldn't recommend doing any of those things. But the point is you start with a zero balance. And then you can utilize that credit whenever you want and you can repay it. So you pay it back down and then you still have this line of credit for 10 years. So if you can hear from my voice, I'm a much bigger fan of the home equity line of credit. Now, I wrote a whole book on how to use a home equity line of credit to pay off your primary mortgage because you're trading two different styles of mortgages, right? The 30-year mortgage, which is an amortized mortgage, and the home equity line of credit. You can use the home equity line of credit to fire it at your primary mortgage. I know it's a little bit of a sidebar issue, but the reason I like the home equity line of credit more is because as you pay it down, you go back to that zero balance again, and you can re- reuse it and start over and go and go and go. And so that's the beauty of the home equity line of credit is that you get access to this and you can continue to use it over and over and over as you continue to pay it down. I'm not a bigger, I'm not a big fan of the cash out refinance because the the interest and all of that and the clock starts the moment they cut you that check and then you've got to utilize it, and then you've got to pay it back. So immediately you're, u- you're using that, that, that check, uh, and you better have that capital deployed. Otherwise, you're sitting on this big lump payment from the bank that they're collecting interest on. So again, I'm a much bigger fan of the home equity line of credit. Now, to your next point about being frustrated about dealing with banks that aren't willing to do some of these refinancing options right now, I get it. I hear you. And you just got to keep going, man. Frank, you just got to be determinative. You just got to reach out to different banks. I've mentioned here on the show before, we've had great success doing refinances and home equity lines of credit with uh, Flagstar Bank. It's a small bank, Flagstar Bank in the United States. They're in a lot of different states. They do, very, they do smaller loans, like I think in the 60,000, I think that's why you're hitting some resistance there because banks just maybe don't want to waste the time doing the paperwork on such a smaller loan uh, or home equity line of credit. But you know, some of these banks do want to compete in that space and the lower price amount. So look at Flagstar, uh, again, uh, my friend, uh, my, uh, we'll have a link in the description for a couple of other options. Um, my friend Dan, who uh, works, uh, works down at uh, Churchill Mortgage, uh, we'll have a link to his information in the show description as well. Um, Dan at uh, Churchill Mortgage has been able to do a lot of home equity lines of credit and refinances across the country as well. Again, I'm not affiliated with any of them. I don't make any money off of any of them. <laughs> I'm just recommending them because I've had experience using them in the past. So good luck to you, uh, Frank. I hope that was helpful. Uh, again, I'm not telling you which of these vehicles to choose. I'm just giving you my own personal opinion on them. I prefer the home equity line of credit because of the reusability of it for many, many years to come. Okay. Thanks for that question, Frank. Our next question comes to us from Megan.
1: Hi, Clayton. This is Megan from Illinois. My sister and I bought a triplex that we're estimating should cash flow about 4500 a month we're finishing the repairs in a couple weeks on it and we want to start screening for tenants. What's your process for finding qualified tenants and how do you know who you should rent to? What should we be looking for? Thank you so much. And thanks for all you do.
0: Hey, uh, thanks so much, Megan. And congrats on getting that triplex in Illinois. Um, I would say, first of all, you know, it sounds like you're going to start to screen tenants yourself. Uh, I am not a fan of managing properties myself. Um, I would absolutely consider personally, I would want to reach out to a property management company. Um, And this is something that we do internally at Morris Invest. We have our great property management teams that we work with. uh, And the teams that we work with, these property management companies Here's what we look for. They they have they must have been they must be in business for a minimum of five years. They have to have good software and communication skills. So, are they using a high quality rental software? Uh, there's a couple of them, you know, um, Appfolio and some others that are ha- very high quality. Uh, the tenant will get their information through the software. You will see the lease agreements and payments all through the software. You can log into your portal at any time. Again, makes it very very simple. Um, how do they screen the tenants? So if you're going to do this on your own, Megan, I would kind of sort of you know follow what some of the big property management companies do. Is that they're going to do a full criminal background check on the tenant? They're going to make sure that they don't have any evictions on their record or prior eviction problems. Um, they're going to check their their employment verification to make sure that they're able to to pay for the the lease that they're they're taking. Um, they're gonna they're gonna find you know what type of job they have. Uh, are they gainfully employed or what sort of income and is it an over is it an overbearing amount of rent for their income like you know our rule of thumb is you don't want to have a tenant that's spending 60 or 70% of their take home pay on rent like that's not good right that's not good for anybody rule of thumb is you really shouldn't be spending more than 25% of what you make at a job on rent so, keeping that in mind, that's something that we want to be able to screen for with a property management company. Now, again, if you're doing this all on your own, I highly recommend that you don't do that, especially um, on a triplex or a multifamily situation. Uh, you're going to have more transient tenants in those those pro- those types of properties. Um, the types of properties that we build at Morris Invest are single families. And duplexes, and they're very large duplexes. So tenants tend to stay a long time. If it's a smaller triplex that you have where it's not as much room, uh, the rooms are smaller, then you're gonna have a higher level of tenant turnover. Uh, you know, families aren't gonna wanna put down roots in a property like that for forever. Uh, so again, you really wanna be careful on your screening process with tenants. But again, I would reach out to a local property management company and do your due diligence on property managers. So we have full videos and episodes on what we look for in property management. If you're watching on YouTube, I, uh, our channel on YouTube, uh, just go to the Morris Invest YouTube channel and look for our property management videos where we, we actually sit down and interview and discuss what our property managers do and search for. We sit down with them in their office and, and pick their brains specifically on what they're looking for in tenant selection. So go watch those videos. Uh, Megan, I think that'll be very enlightening for you. And I think at the end of the day, you'll be happy to pay 8 10, 12% of your take home pay to a, a property management company. Uh, to to handle all of the headaches and, uh, and and tenant phone calls and and you know a toilet breaks at two in the morning they're going to call the t- property management company you don't want that phone call okay and it be it be creates a new job for you where you're going to be managing tenants that's another job and I just I just don't encourage you to 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 do that in my opinion so thank you for that question Megan. If you've ever wanted to make sure that your home is safer, there is no better time than now. This week, our friends over at Simply Safe are giving the listeners of our investing in real estate show early access to all of their holiday deals, 40% off, holy smokes, of their award winning home security system. We love Simply Safe because it has everything you need to make your home safe indoor and outdoor cameras, comprehensive sensors all monitored around the clock by trained professionals who send help the instant that you need it. I set up my Simply Safe system in mere minutes, and we were in Europe at one point, and when, in the middle of the night, the door opened, and it must have been the wind because the person there, the pest control person, must have not closed it properly, and it was a huge storm, and the wind blew the door off of its uh, lock. Well, it triggered the alarm, and guess what? The police showed up. And we got a phone call, and I saw the police walking through the house with their flashlights while on my security camera while we were in Europe. And they called us, and it was all taken care of. Yes, Simply Safe is amazing. They were named the best home security system of 2021 by U.S. News and World Report. You can easily customize a system for your home online in minutes, and even get free custom recommendations from Simply Safe. There are SimplySafe's biggest discounts of the year. You can get a complete home security system starting at just over $100. There are no long-term contracts or commitments. It's a really easy way to start feeling a bit more peace of mind. So to take advantage of SimplySafe's holiday deals and get 40 percent off your new home security system by visiting simplysafe.com/investing. Again, that's simplysafe.com/investing for 40 percent off your entire system. All right, our next question comes to us from John.
2: Hey there. I have a rental property uh, where the tenant has moved out. I'm taking the opportunity to do some, some repairs and capital improvements. Um, and uh, having a dilemma whether to uh, sell the property and do a 1031 exchange into additional properties or if it makes sense to kind of relist the property at um, a higher rate for rent, um, specifically to kind of capture some of these passive losses from the improvements um, and then potentially uh, do a cash refinance um, to tap into that equity to, one, pay myself back from these improvements. I didn't have a equity line of credit. For this property. So wanted to, to essentially pay myself back for these improvements and uh, potentially uh, reinvest some of this equity. Or um, th- another question was that is if I do a rental and the, the kind of the cash refi, if there's any concern in the time limit between that and potentially um, Doing a future ten thirty one exchange do do I need to have the rental property rented for twelve months twenty four months after that cash refi uh, uh before I can kind of do it
0: well it looks like we ran out of time, John, <laughs> so try to keep your questions to thirty seconds or less, otherwise the timer will cut you off uh okay, John, I'll try to piece together I think some of what your concern is i I don't have a few facts here that I would love to to have, which is you know, what is the profit here? How much is this property appreciated? Because in a portfolio of properties, like if you've got 10 properties or 20, whatever your portfolio, maybe a five, whatever your portfolio of properties, you're always wanting to look at those properties over the years. You know, did you buy a C-class property a number of years ago that is now, that neighborhood has turned into an A-class neighborhood? And now that property is worth just a landslide more than you paid for it? and just the rent maybe isn't commensurate with the with you know with what you could get from sell for uh, for the property meaning you know when you got a, a single family home and it's over $175,000 in value like the rents are not going to keep up beyond that you know if the home is worth 300 400 500 you're not going to be able to raise the rents $1,000 1,000 like you know in line with that value So at a certain point, it's diminishing returns, and it just makes more sense to be able to sell that property and take those profits and then roll it into three or four additional properties that have a higher return on investment or a higher internal rate of return. So thinking through some of those things um, would be very important. So I would say sit back and look at your portfolio, look at this property, and are the profits significant that You you know, you're going to make a much better bang for your buck by rolling that into a 1031 exchange and and picking up some brand new construction properties or so forth that you can also then get the tax benefits of from a cost segregation benefit. We have full videos here on the channel about cost segregation. So you should be able to take advantage of that from a tax perspective. Then you're also getting the tax savings from rolling it into a 1031 and then picking up properties that have a much higher internal rate of return. So I know going through a tenant turnover is always one of those moments where you're like, is this asset performing? And then what I want you to do, John, also is go back and look at your, be brutally honest with yourself and go back and look at the history of this property and over the lifespan of this property, like what has been the, what has been the internal rate of return? And again, we have a full video here as we walk through IRR. Okay. So look up our video on internal rate of return. Like what is that percentage? And like the properties that we build new construction and place tenants in them for our clients, that internal rate of return is going to be starting at 18% internal rate of return. So if your number is not anywhere close to that, and if your ROI is nowhere close to that, then it's time to start thinking about the 1031 exchange, in my opinion. And yes, start to think about improving your internal rate of return again it's all numbers but your track record will not lie and this is where a lot of investors lie to themselves and i'm not saying you are i'm just saying a lot and, and maybe this is why you're thinking of selling it but a lot of investors they think they've got it they've got a great investment and they 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 run the numbers from the past few years and you know it's been vacant for a long time or they've got They've had a lot of repairs from bad tenants or whatever it is. And the numbers, they're just they, the returns that they thought they had, they just don't. And so you can really find by going back over your spreadsheets and looking at your rent, your cash flow, your taxes, your repairs, all of those things. What what was your number? You know, and if it's not that high, if it's not hitting like 18%, then Yeah, there's, there's better investment. I guess my bottom line is there's better investments out there. And if you can make a pretty good bang for your buck on selling this thing, then go for it, you know, go for it and take that profit. Um, and, and, and move it into a 1031 exchange. Um, you know, we've got whole videos on 1031 exchanges and all of that, breaking that down for you. So sounds like you had a bunch of different questions, John. I'm trying to answer like a couple of them here, but uh, we've got a couple of video resources here on, on, on our YouTube channel. So specifically on IRR and on the internal rate of return, and then also cost segregation analysis, okay? So buying a new construction property as you roll that from a 1031 exchange. And then we also have videos on 1031 exchanges as well that breaks down exactly all the details um, and requirements for that. So I hope you find that helpful. And I hope anyone listening who is also thinking of uh, you know new construction properties or thinking about how they could save on taxes, uh, maybe you learned something from this phone call as well. And if you're ready to book a call with our team, you know, we're a full service rental real estate company. So that means we hold your hand through the entire process from the first phone call. We want to get to understand your financial uh, journey and plans. Like, you know, what are your goals? Are you working with an IRA? Do you have a 401k? Do you have, you know, a, a veterans benefit program, whatever it is, we will, we cater it all to you specifically to you. It's not a one size fits all approach. So book a free call with us. It's it's free. I'll jump on the phone with you for 30 minutes and hear about your your goals uh, and see if we can point you in the right direction. So just go to morrisinvest.com. That's our website, morrisinvest.com. And if you want to leave us a voicemail question for our Q&A episode, click on the little microphone tab that's down there on the right-hand corner, and you can leave us a voicemail message, and we'll answer it here on the show. Now go out there, take action, and become a real estate investor. I believe it's the number one way to build wealth. We'll see you next time, everyone.